about you or our listeners, but I am loving the new team format of Spies, Lies, and Allies. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. As I said, we're talking about Spies, Lies, and Allies. Before we dive into this episode, we got a lot of comments from last week's episode. It turns out that neither of us can really clearly interpret Logan's accent. And for that, I'm sorry. I feel, though, that a lot of the people who corrected that, it's because they watch with closed captioning. Yeah. I'm convinced of that. But either way. How do you feel about closed captioning in general? I sometimes do end up watching the challenge with closed captioning. I sometimes do watch TV with closed captioning. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I don't know the rhyme or reason for that. Um, but I was not watching in closed captioning. And even when I rewound it to hear him again, I was like, oh, no, that's what I thought he said. So huh. I'm okay with that. I, I almost never do closed captioning. I, fi- I find I just end up reading. And so, like, I don't pay attention to, maybe I'm slow at reading. I don't know. It happens. It happens. But hey, I liked our interpretation better. Yeah. Made it more entertaining, for sure. So in this episode, CT is saying in confessional how huge it is that they can switch teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, That you may wind up with a layup on your team. Yeah. Uh, But it made me think there aren't that many layups left at this point, right? Like who, who would you see as weak or easy to pick off? Josh. But I mean, I don't know how, you know, the whole thing's really going to play out because it's so dependent as we found out in this episode, everything is so dependent upon um, what the elimination is. Right. And that's something that people take for granted, but it's also just the reality of it all. And I don't really think there is a layup. It's just about matchups. You know, it's almost like the NBA playoffs or NFL playoffs where one team is really good, but if they're facing another team that just, you know, their strength is your weakness, you're going to be in problems. And I think that's a situation they're in now. I don't think there's someone who's like super weak per se, but I think that, you know, if you were going, I think the, we'll get to it, but there's a breakdown at some point from Logan when he was describing Corey and Nelson and Kyle, you know, and like, you know, that to me made so much sense because it was true. If Corey, if you're going against Corey, well, Corey's super fast, right? So that's something to think about. If you're going against Kyle, well, Kyle's really strong. That's something to think about. And that's just the truth for everyone else that's left in the house. Yeah. On the women's side, I guess Big T is the closest to a layup but like you can't discount her like i'm not saying that to put her down Mm -hmm. i think she's strong at puzzles i mean there's never a swimming elimination but like she can hang yep i mean i don't feel like emmy is wholly proven yet but yeah i mean we're we're gonna find out right and i think there's so much focus on the vets and I thought it was really cool to see the conversation with Ashley and Nani because they were just being straight up and honest with each other about yep. trusting each other and the gameplay and all that. Like, I thought that was super interesting. And I just think from a vet standpoint, as we get into this portion of the season, it's becoming so important to see, I guess, how people have developed, right? And to see Nani have that grown-up conversation with 
Ashley, where she's just honest and being like, Hey, Ash, you know what? Like, good job. But there are still moments where, you know, like it's good that you did what you did because you showed us trust, but you know, there's still moments where I don't trust you. And they were just having a normal conversation and to Ashley credit too, maybe in seasons past, Ashley would have gotten really mad at that or offended at that. Right. But instead she just listened, understood, and everything was gravy. They moved on. But the vet that I really want to talk about, unless you got something on Ashley and and uh, Nani here. No, I just I wanted to talk about uh, the Ruby Cells training program. That's but... what I was going to say. No, that's what All I was right. going to say. Unless you want to talk about Ashley and Nani still, I was going to say the vet that I wanted to talk about is Corey. And, you know, we're talking about people developing and maturing over the years. My guy just went in full, like, leadership mode. And I'm going to make, you know, surprise, surprise, people who listen to this podcast, I'm going to make a sports comparison here. This what? Is- no. Never happens, right? But this kind of, you know, it's like he's getting his Tom Brady on, not in the championships, but in the sense of taking control of the team and just leading the team in workouts and, you know, players only kind of meetings and stuff like Corey setting up this. And I didn't think they would actually follow through because in the beginning, it looked like Kyle and Big T weren't really taking it that seriously. But then they end up you know, all joining in and they're getting in a day workout. And the thing that made me laugh was big T being like, Oh, I don't know if I want to work out in the hot sun. And it's like, don't like actual challenges occur in the hot sun. (laughs) Yeah. What are we doing here? But what did you think of Corey's leadership? Well, we actually have a reader comment. Julia Lamana says, Corey thinking one workout is going to change his team morale is like me getting a gym membership in January as a new year's resolution. It does, it made me wonder, both Julia's comment and what Corey was doing, is what else could you do to build team morale in the house? Yeah. Like, within the confines. And, like, I will say, it seems to work. I was surprised it worked, but, like, it seems to help. It doesn't hurt, at least. I think, but here, here's the thing, right? You're totally right. It doesn't hurt. Of course it doesn't hurt. But also I think that it's just a good way to go about it because would you rather go the other way and not try to fix it and not try to make it better and not try to show confidence in your team? Because the reality is you're going to have to compete. So wouldn't you rather at least try to make an attempt to see, hey, maybe we can build some camaraderie. Maybe I can like rile these people up and get them on our side and get them on the same side. Like, wouldn't that help? Wouldn't that be key? I think that would be like super amazing thing for people to want to go through and, and, and experience. So good on Corey, if you ask me. Um, I think that was great on his part. I was also... Impressed with Logan, who turned the house chessboard into a sign mm-hmm. uh, saying Ruby until death, <laughs> which I think also contributed. And like even Kyle, who's quite cynical about the Ruby cell, got on board. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked what Casey Casey's really gotten better at confessionals. I, have, yeah. I must say mm-hmm. Casey I says it reminds her of an underdog sports movie, like when they do the montage, like in yeah. Mighty Ducks or... Yeah. She's totally right. Um, um, do you know what reminded me? The You mentioned montage. The thing about the montage of like the families and all that. Now, I get what they're trying to do, right? From a production standpoint, I totally get it. I understand it. They're trying to get us to feel something 
for these competitors, right? Get a little backstory of Nelson and Kyle and, you know, just letting you and Ed, of course, right? And they're trying to let you inside so that you care for these dudes. So you have some vested interest in these dudes so that you're going to care at the end to root for someone in said elimination. So I get all that. But with that said, I thought it went a little too far. Like I was kind of like, okay, we get it. Like they're talking to their families. You're trying to give me the tear jerker here. Like I get it. But to me, it was a little too much. And it goes back into my whole, hey, they're trying to like soften the challenge to make it more viewer friendly and bring more people in and put it on CBS and all that fun stuff. Am I just like salty or what did you think of that? And I'll open that up to our viewers as well and listeners because I want to know what you guys think as well. I have to say, I don't, I don't want to upset you, mm-hmm. but there was no club scene this episode. I'm aware. And I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I think we could have cut this out and had a club scene. <laughs> yeah. But like if I, if I had a choice, I, I just like, I don't know. I mean, we, we know in the long run of this episode, why it was important to show Ed's interaction with his mom. And I guess his mom was on the circle. Yeah. So circle fans would know. Sure. And, you know, it's important to get a little more backstory on Kyle for this episode. But did, like, I don't I don't know that we need to see Nelson and his mom, Gloria. No offense to Nelson and Gloria, but no, it's like, again, right. I know what they're trying to do, but it didn't work because it's just not enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. And, and, you know, the Kyle conversation with Amanda was pretty funny. And maybe they should have showed more than more of that because I thought that was kind of hilarious where they're explaining to Kyle, you know, the, like the inner workings of a pregnancy, essentially, I guess, or of, of birth, childbirth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Um, That seemed more challenge like for lack of a better term, but uh, I thought that was cool. I'll tell you something, Sheldon, you and I know someone who, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to know. She had the exact same experience as Amanda. It does happen. I've never said that it didn't. I'm just, I'm just just saying just to personalize it, Sheldon, we know someone in common. I just don't need to know those details is what I'm saying. That's all. What can I say? I love to share. I just love to put information out there. Much like Amanda. Sure. Well, Amanda, Amanda, as we talk about all the time, she's a real one, right? Um, she's a nurse she can speak with authority for sure um someone who's not a real one because i can't help but look at him as the bizarro jordan <laughs> your man's a man well now <sighs> the tory and a man well thing like they're showing the showman they're showing them flirting and i just can't look at him without thinking that he's like jordan in disguise ever since whoever brought that up i can't unsee jordan when I see him. So I, I couldn't take the man seriously in the beginning anyways, cause we thought he was a vampire. And now I'm still, now I'm seeing like Jordan as a vampire. So I don't know. He, he looks so much like Jordan down to the haircut and rocking the Shroot Farms 3000, you know, the overalls. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's no good. I, I mean, I find it annoying, but that said, mm-hmm. I can't deny that they have chemistry. Like, but hold on, do they have chemistry or like 
Are they bored? <laughs> Are they bored? And uh, what did Logan actually say? Wanting honey? Yeah, wanting honey. <laughs> right? Because think about it. Uh, what was my guy's name? Kells. Remember Kells, Kells and Tori early on? Yeah, and Emmanuel and Michelle. He dropped exactly. the album on Michelle like two weeks ago. Yeah, right? So like, and then I thought Tori and Ed were flirting for a split second there. Like, I don't know. My point though is just like, cool challenge. They're having fun and I'm not mad at it, right? Like it was a good mix. It's just, I am i don't feel anything for either of them. So I just don't really care about them, if that makes sense. I mean, I like Tori in general tori and maybe it's because i've just been listening to amanda too much but i don't know it just doesn't seem authentic to me but hey i don't know i don't know i'm not there right and it's also just a thing where i clearly like amanda so when i hear amanda saying something i'm like okay cool um what about the challenge the actual daily challenge did you think that was cool I thought it was interesting. This is su such a weird thing to say, but I liked that they have sponsors again. And I, sure. I don't know why, but like, I mean, I know they've had Burger King as a sponsor a few times. This one was, was it P3 portable protein packs? Is that what no it was? No idea. I have no idea. Sure. But it just like, it reminded me of like, I don't know, 10 years ago where they had sponsorship all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, stuff that has aged badly, like, stuff where it's like, yeah, the winner of this competition will get a mini-disc player or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. There's something about it, because you know that someone's going to go back and watch this season in, like, 10 years' time and be like, oh, remember P3s? Not that I'd ever heard of them before, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the added stakes it adds to the competition, for sure. Yeah, so the competition, Satellite Sabotage, uh, it's a falling from heights into water competition. Mm -hmm. There's a wheel, and each team is sits on it, and they're taking up in the air, and they have to jump from bar to bar, and each bar is increasingly further away from the next. And at the same time, the other two teams have fire hoses that they're spraying, and the key thing is the final jump you actually have to miss the bar that you're aiming for and grab a, they call it a plug. I guess it's like a, a wire mm -hmm. and rip it out as you fall, which is clearly going to be the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's the key part of this whole thing because essentially, I mean, the Ruby team does really well. Corey's team. I hate referring to it as the colors because I just think it's dumb, but Corey's team and we've also just haven't been in these teams for long enough for me to know right away, which is which, but yeah. Corey's, you know, motivation seemed to work. I mean, their team did really well. Their team should have won. And it, I will be honest because of Kyle's past, it made me wonder if he threw it, mm -hmm. which like, I don't know what the benefits of that would be, but I'll be honest while I was watching it in the moment, I was like, wait, why did he do that? Like clearly they explained the rules very clearly and he just didn't do it and it was really strange and it was even more strange i thought that they pretended as if they still won yeah well i think they th i think they genuinely thought they had won like they didn't think that kyle was going to get disqualified 
Uh, no. So one thing that occurred to me is that the Ruby team at that point only had five players. Mm-hmm. So in the event of a tie, it went down to who was fastest. Okay. So because they had five players, they probably assumed that they were faster. Oh, okay. Okay. But they were not faster. (laughs) That's fair. And I mean, it was funny because, you know, Josh's team, and I know I'm saying it's Josh's team, even though it's not like he's the leader. We know it's Devin's team, Sheldon. Sure. He, he, Josh <laughs> makes himself the leader. He's the emotional leader. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. They ended up being tied. And as you mentioned, they ended up just being faster once you removed, um, not Corey, Kyle's uh, attempt. So to me, honestly, I thought right then and there in the moment that Kyle should be the one to go in. And that's what I thought was going to happen. And you know, he's a vet, so he's not going to volunteer to go in. But I thought that, you know, through the deliberation or whatever, that's what would happen. And if I was Corey and Nelson, and I was worried if I was going to end up going in or not, that definitely would have been my my argument. Like Kyle blatantly costs his team. He deserves to go in. And, you know, I still stand by it. I think that's how it should have been. But that's not really what ended up going down. No, your man's Ed, I don't know how else to say it. He just imploded here. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what planet he's on. I know what he was doing. He was doing too much. No, he was doing too much. He was trying to give like all these great speeches. He was trying to be everyone's best friend. He was trying to like take out a big dog. He was trying to do too much. And when you do too much, it rarely ever works in your favor. So in deliberations, Kyle opens up by making a apology again to Ruby. He apologized at the competition, but then he apologized again mm-hmm. in the deliberations. I I agree with you. It, it occurred to me that he threw it. In fact, I had like in my notes the question, do you think he threw it? Mm-hmm. But he does seem genuinely upset. Yeah. Yeah. And And they would have shown that. They would have shown a conversation, I think, with CT or with whomever coming up with the plan. And also, I mean, you would assume part of his plan to throw it wouldn't involve him having to go into elimination. Yeah. You don't think. Unless he was that confident. No, Kyle's not the one that's going to throw himself in elimination. So that's, you know. Save that to the rooks. <laughs> and, yeah, we have the Emerald team strategizing. Mm-hmm. They're all very much on the same page. Mm-hmm. Devin argues that they owe Logan more than they owe Ed. Mm-hmm. And that if he had his druthers, like, how can we get Ed to go in? And then Casey asks a great question. Casey's having a great season. She asks, how do we know that Ed won't infiltrate our team? Because, like, mm-hmm. I like our vibe. Great question. And like I said, this team twist is so intriguing because it is like you if you're like vibing with your team, you want to maintain, how do you weaken a team without them jumping to your team? Yeah. But then Ed makes it academic. After Kyle's apology, Ed announces basically mm-hmm. he says like 
don't put me in, but put me in. But this is what I'm saying. Doing too much. Cause he was sitting on the fence. Kind of, he was kind of like, well, I'm not really saying to put me in. I'm really saying don't put Logan in, but if you were thinking of to put me or Logan in, then you should put me in. But really I'm not volunteering to go in, but I was just like, dude, pick a side, man, <laughs> pick a side doing too much. I think he threw it out there and then sort of read the room and saw everyone sort of like everyone's reactions. And I think he's like, ooh, like kind of made a mistake here. I, I think also he, thought, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I would think he was trying to gather some form of sympathy or to like make himself look good. Like, hey, I'm, I'm taking one for my teammate or my friend or whatever. Like, I guess that's what he was trying to do. I don't know. I have no idea. I thought Tori made a great mistake, a great mistake, a great point when she said to everyone, hey, if Ed's willing to get voted in to protect Logan, he's not going to then call Logan down into the sand, uh -huh. which actually would be brilliant. Uh -huh. But I don't think it's in Ed's character. But like, no. asked to be put in and then call down the injured guy would be yeah a master stroke i would i would speak more highly of ed if that's what if that was his master plan but it was mm -hmm. not it definitely was not so it's... ed gets <laughs> voted in yeah and let me ask you who would you have picked between ct nelly t Corey, and kyle who would you pick like blind not knowing what the elimination is going to be not ct no there is no situation in which i would want in shape ct no uh i would probably go with Corey. oh see that's interesting because Corey would be my second not pick <laughs> after ct like i would go i wouldn't want to go against ct then Corey would be second then nelson would be third and then kyle would be last actually and the reason for that is mostly just because kyle going in blind yes okay kyle he just had and we'll get to it but like it was just the perfect um competition for kyle but i mm -hmm. feel like if it was so many other different things kyle would be the person that i would not want to go against the most but mm -hmm. we'll save it and i'll get to why that is against kyle but yeah that well, would have been my pick i i mean i have to say what's frustrating about what I mean, Ed did a lot of things wrong, but one of the things that's frustrating about what Ed did was Logan, to his credit, immediately pulls him aside. He's like, Hey, first of all, thank you. Like, you didn't have to do that. That was super cool. Mm -hmm. And he basically makes the good point that you have to have it in your head who you're going to pick depending on the competition. Logan yep. says, If it's a puzzle, you want Corey or Kyle. They're not so good at puzzles. Yep. And like having your head, like if it's a, a headbanger, you got to think like if it's a speed one, don't do Nelson. Yeah. Because Nelson's probably the fastest of the four options. Yeah. So then go Corey. Like have, have in your mind, like mm -hmm. an anal analyze the situation and know who you want. Yeah. What Logan probably should have said is if it's a pole wrestle, <laughs> do not go against kyle but this comes back to something we talk about all the time 
how much of the challenge are these guys watching before they come on to a season of the challenge? Because I'll be honest, when they when it came up, because again, my thought was I'd pick Kyle. And then when it came to the actual challenge, and we you walk in and you can see chances are what it's gonna be, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure Kyle's pretty good at this. And I thought Ed might have a chance against Kyle still, because I thought that, you know, um Corey, Nelson, and well, CT's not even in the equation, right? I don't no, think that was even a thought process. We all know under not even CT was worried. Like under yeah. no circumstances is someone gonna call down CT. Yeah. So I think between Nelson and Corey, I thought both of them would probably have better stamina and just because they've been through this before. Win or lose, they've been through eliminations before, whereas Ed has it. So I was yeah. still okay with him taking Kyle until it started. <laughs> <laughs> right what, what what was your thought on it so i mean i honestly i didn't remember that kyle was so dominant at pole wrestle like i mm-hmm. i knew he'd won at it before but like i'd forgotten that he's beaten ct at pole wrestle yeah i yeah. will say though not in shape ct though no i will say that so i originally like in my notes that says like who would you pick and then i said it's going to be Corey. and the reason why i said that i thought so too is because in the coming up on the challenge halfway trailer mm-hmm. there's an argument between kyle and devin that we hadn't seen yet yeah so i was like okay kyle is not going down because kyle is going to be on later episodes mm-hmm. and then when he called him down, I was like, oh, well, Kyle's going to win because I know that we, there's more Kyle to come. Do you think that also because of Corey just being a nicer guy that Ed didn't want to go against him either? Like he was swayed because clearly, as CT pointed out, rookies are emotional. They play the game with emotions. And, mm-hmm. you know, did Corey make himself just like a better person? will say to ed and so that's part of the reason why he didn't choose him like i have no idea and we'll never know but i just found it interesting that he chose kyle i was actually stunned that he chose kyle because i thought i would choose kyle but i didn't think ed would choose kyle yeah i don't know i I mean the thing is ed clearly did not have an idea in his head he had no plan and he had no plan i was stunned at that that's that's what kills me is that he clearly had no plan and this was all his idea yeah like if you volunteer like how do you volunteer to go in and not know who you want to go in against once you get there that should have been part of the plan and he gave a horrible speech logan who again is i guess his best friend in the house sort of gave him half a plan yeah or or at least said like hey bud you should probably have a plan for this Mm -hmm. and he didn't which was he didn't listen. didn't listen and also i mean he says it later on but ed says you know he realizes that part of the problem is he can't push kyle away because kyle's arms are just and legs are just too long yeah like and- kyle has such a reach advantage over ed that there's there's no getting away from kyle kyle just like wraps him up and like weathers the storm as ashley says 
Totally. And that's the part that I would have underestimated in this, right? And it's logic. You have longer arms. So especially, I think it was the second round maybe where Ed does such a good job of getting Kyle on his back. But if Kyle was shorter, then chances are it's easier for you to rip it out of his hands. But because Kyle's taller, longer arms, he's able to reach around and still maintain a level of positioning and Ed really had no chance. Ed was, you know, he was cooked after the first one because he put so much energy into it. Whereas Kyle, if you're the stronger person and you kind of know that confidently, you can kind of gear down, you know, or gear up as needed. And I think that's what Kyle did when, and he explained it, you know, that he was kind of, you know, playing Ed against himself, essentially letting him tire himself out. And it's a good win for Kyle. It's a good win for Kyle. I also, again, and experience makes such a difference on the show. Kyle says, like, right off the hop, oh, he's got the wrong tactics. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kyle knows exactly what you have to do. Yeah. I, I don't know if Kyle trains jujitsu, but, like, his positioning was quite jujitsu adjacent. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Like, he was using his legs. I, I felt like the way Kyle was positioning himself, they were told that they couldn't use their feet to yeah. push off each other because yeah. i gotta tell you like you know me i'm a tall drink of water mm-hmm. were i in a pole wrestle i would do exactly that i would like take the other person down get my feet on their chest yeah and just push yeah because like for those of you who have not met me in person i'm all leg like I, i'm two-thirds legs so <laughs> like and they're way stronger than my skinny arms so yeah. that'd be the move yeah, and i think yeah, yeah. kyle sort of did that he did it yeah. within the rules i guess but yeah because you could tell there are moments where he could have but he really didn't so i mean good job good effort ed but you played yourself man you played yourself yeah as dj Khaled would say mm-hmm now here comes the really interesting part. Yep. Kyle gets to choose which team he's going on. Yeah. So my first question to you is, which team would you have picked if you were Kyle? I probably would have made the same move that he did. Because if you go to the Emerald team, you don't want to, he's not going to move Devin. So he'd be moving Josh. But then you're bringing on a whole other can of worms that who knows if that's what you want to deal with. So I get what he did. I was more so surprised by the reaction from CT because I would have thought that they would have had this conversation ahead of time mm-hmm. once you knew Kyle was going in. So obviously you would think that would be a possibility. And obviously you would think that he might do that because they've, pseudo work together in the past even though they always kind of branch off but they kind of you know share the whole laying low in the middle ground and you know ct was not pleased really i was a little surprised at ct's reaction but as he explained it i'm like oh yeah this makes sense Mm -hmm. and the other thing i would say i think nelson switching to the ruby team makes the ruby team better for sure Like Nelson is better than Kyle, right? So uh, I forget who said that. Maybe Kyle was the one that said that. I don't even remember. But yeah. um, And also, obviously, Corey and Nelson are on the same page. mm -hmm. Yeah. And all of the friction that Kyle has with Corey, Mm -hmm. 
that's all gone now. Well, now it looks like there's going to be friction with him and Nelson from the next week on trailer, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's interesting. Again, I was just more surprised by CT's reaction because you knew Kyle was going to obviously switch teams. He wouldn't go back to that team. So no. I don't know. I found that weird. I, I think it was the best move for Kyle, mm-hmm. which is obviously the decision he has to make. It totally. was just, it was so interesting to see everyone else's reactions. Cause totally. I think everyone except CT was happy. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I will say when he made his decision, Kyle had the line of the episode for me. Okay. When he said, my grandfather told me on his deathbed, if you ever get the chance to leave Ruby and follow C on to CT onto Sapphire, do it. <laughs> that cracked me and TJ up. Well played. It's well played. My line of the episode was also from the end of said episode when uh, CT's in confessional and he simply just says, quote, that's what you get for being a nice guy, Ed. <laughs> I thought that was just perfect because it's true. I mean, like you sacrificed yourself. Someone else brought it up too during the episode. I think it was Ashley. It's like you met this guy like two weeks ago and she you're going to give up a million, du- a million bucks for him. Like, I mean, sure. I don't know. Cool. But yeah, you played yourself. Yeah. He totally played himself. There was... Like I said, the only way in which it works is if he then turns around and calls in Logan and gets yeah. that bag. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's actually a smart move to be like, oh, yeah, guys, vote me in. And then, like, I'm going to take out that injured guy. Yeah. Because that, like, then then, you're, then you've survived another two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's a, t- it's a tough one, Sheldon. But who killed it for you this week? It wasn't that tough for me. My MVP is Corey. Corey killed it in this episode. And I know that his team ended up losing, and I get that. But what he was able to do to make them competitive and competitive enough that they were going to win, right, if we really break it down, you add that up. And to me, Corey is the MVP because nobody thought that was going to happen. Like, they should have won. If not for Kyle's stupidity, they win. And nobody thought that they were going to win and I would like to give the credit to that performance to Corey trying constantly to bring the team together. I'm going to give a lukewarm MVP to Kyle. Okay. Because what's holding me back is he fucked up in the daily. Yeah. There's no doubting that. If he if he doesn't have that brain fart if we can call it that, like whatever happened up there, if he doesn't make that decision, Ruby wins. They're doing well. And then, you know, let's say they didn't win and he didn't make that mistake. Like let's say someone else had fallen before grabbing the plug. Let's say the same scenario plays out. Ed goes in, he calls down Kyle. Kyle looked like a beast and Kyle doesn't often get to look like a beast on this show, but he looked good. And again, He's safe for two more weeks. He's on a better team than he was, even if CT is not thrilled with this development. And also, Kyle was really funny this episode, which counts for something to me. Yeah. Um, but it's the the way he fucked up, which was really bad. It was. It's points off. It's, a, it's sort of a... Because like Ed 
I mean, we could make a case Ed was the LVP, mm-hmm. but like Ed doesn't have it. No knock on CT, but he didn't really do anything. Nelson didn't really do anything. Devin, Josh, like you can't really single out any of the women because it was a men's elimination. So a reluctant MVP from me to Kyle. No, that's cool. I totally get it. Totally understand. Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And obviously like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Lots of content coming. We got the basketball pod back up as Raptor season is here for all my Raptors fans out there. And yeah, keep pumping out the good content, man. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram where under Jay Chidley Hill, where I am the undisputed king of Cinnabon. Just real recognizing real. I don't know if you saw that, Sheldon. I did not. um, You missed this? Yeah. Okay, we're going to just take a pause to explain that Cinnabon, like the official verified account this week, recognized me as the MVP of eating Cinnabons. They already follow me on Twitter because I'm always complaining about how they removed the Cinnabon from Union Station. Mm-hmm. So every time I go through Union Station, which is often, I'll tweet like, hey, quick quick reminder, still no Cinnabon at Union Station. Where is it? And earlier this week, they tweeted like, hey, tag someone that could eat an entire like regular Cinnabon, excuse me, regular Cinnabon in one sitting and i quote tweeted it light work because that is light work like whatever i i if i could i would do that on the go train ride to pickering like yeah but again it's not a union and they said the mvp has entered the chat because real recognizes real so i don't want to brag but i'm a pretty big deal in the world of cinnamon treats i have no comment (laughs) until next week this is You Killed It